Good evening, Dumb Nation, episode three of Breaking Truth. I know we just did one last night, but they're getting addicting. Privacy versus protest. Who has the right? Who doesn't? Is it okay to go ahead and protest in front of a Supreme Court justice's home or even maybe you one day when you piss off the mob? Come on back right after this. Episode three of Breaking Truth. Thanks for stopping by. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me, but we created these little five-minute segments for Breaking Truth, and they seem to be fairly popular. We will continue to do it. With no further ado, let's get started right now. The right to privacy. Here's a video. This one shows some nonsensical people who are very fired up over their body autonomy or what they call their reproductive rights, which has nothing to do with reproductive rights. It has to do with something that's antithetical to reproduction, which is murder. But anyway, let's watch it real quick and see what you think. Rain did not stop dozens of pro-choice protesters from taking to the quiet streets of Chevy Chase, Maryland to make one thing clear. You don't get to take away my bodily autonomy and enjoy your Saturday night at home. You can do one or the other. First stop, Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home, where they were greeted by Montgomery County police officers. Then they headed over to Chief Justice John Roberts' residence with a similar message. Lacey Wooten Hallway, who has had an abortion and is a sexual assault survivor, has been holding candlelight vigils in front of Justice Kavanaugh's home. But since the draft opinion indicating the Supreme Court is poised to overturn Roe versus Wade was leaked, the crowd keeps growing. You know, if you take away our choices, we will riot. Organizers say that some residents have called their protests disrespectful because they're bringing politics into their neighborhood. But Emily, who lives in the community, says that the stakes are too high when the constitutional right to abortion is on the line. Such a high stakes situation that if, you know, it's a little bit noisy in the neighborhood, um, you know, in comparison to what women in this country are facing, like it's really not a big deal. Protests will continue throughout the upcoming week. The next one is scheduled in front of Justice Alito's house. Now in this Chevy Chase neighborhood, it will be Wednesday at 7 p.m. Rafael Sanchez Cruz, WUSA 9. It's interesting. It's not a big deal, right? Your rights, what does that matter? It's more important that the mob has their rights. Your rights, well, they can go by the wayside as long as it doesn't interfere with mine. So the question is, is your right to protest greater than my right to privacy. Should protesters be allowed to protest at the homes of government officials, national or local? Why or why not? Well, the answer is not. What a great many people argue is the street or sidewalk are public spaces, and they are, and they're also not. A municipality is not exactly public, it's a corporation, yes, it, but it's a different type of corporation, but it is still incorporated by the state and as such is something of a private entity too. Most people don't think of in these terms, but the city manager is the CEO and the council is the board of directors with the mayor being the president. So while a street or sidewalk may be a public right of way, it is not exactly public property. It is the property of the municipality. Now, this can get very complicated, so I'll try to keep it in layman's terms. Bear with me. 
that municipality has jurisdiction over the specific property. This is why permits are needed for parades or other events that take place on city property. The next thing is the neighbors of said politician have expectations of privacy and calm on their streets. These are surrounding their private property. The streets and sidewalks are transportation corridors, not gathering places or places of assembly for the most part. Excuse me. Their intent almost had a stroke there. Their intent is to allow people to move freely from one location to another. The key word here is move, not standstill, not block traffic lanes, not create asunder. The next thing is, on a local level especially, that the First Amendment of the Constitution does not actually apply, as it really only applies to the actions of the federal government. Bear with me here. Should the federal government attempt to prohibit an assembly, one should actually reference their state's constitution in such matters. Which leads to some interesting and ironic answers that I hear often. For example, a common statement is, the Constitution does not mention protests. There is no constitutional right to protest. There is a right to peaceably assemble, it's peacefully assemble, and a right to petition. Except this is not how it works. The U.S. Constitution grants nothing except a few enumerated powers to the governing body of the Federation of the United States, a.k.a. the federal government. There's not such a thing as a constitutional right. We, the people, have unalienable rights. And if one understands the U.S. Constitution, then one also understands that unless Congress is delegated the power to do a thing, then it cannot. And it is delegated no power to prohibit protest. So yes, we the people have the right to protest the federal government, and Congress can make no law prohibiting it. And this is true of all things. And think long and hard about that and how many things have been regulated with no authority to do so. Also, the right to petition is the right to file a suit in a court of law. That is what a petition is, not standing in the street holding a sign or passing around a piece of paper to get signatures. And a lot of the court rules pertaining to standing, etc., created by the Supreme Court are actually in violation of this prohibition against doing so. But that's a topic for another day. Here's another. We are discussing a local matter and even though that's a national politician, they typically live in a local municipality. And this is a different matter altogether. Again, a reference to the delegated powers to the state and specific prohibitions found in a state's constitution, i.e. what the state is allowed to do and what it allows municipalities to do and what its Bill of Rights forbid need to be taken into account during these situations. But basically, it boils down to this, with all the legal jargon put aside. If a person, even the official, calls the police to issue a complaint against these protesters and that they're disturbing the peace, then each of those persons can be cited, they won't be, because nobody wants the political fray, with disturbing the peace and jailed if necessary. Unless, of course, the municipality has given prior permission to those disturbing the peace to use municipal property to do so. And I would venture a guess, no city is going to issue a permit for such activity. One final note, and another trope that we hear, the poor government official, whether they hold national or local office, is not the government. It's a person. Yes, unfortunately, 
the official is actually the government. The state is a construct of human society endowed or imbued with the abstract concept of legitimate authority and a monopoly on the use of force to impose that authority. A government, i.e. those who make up that government, are the physical manifestation of the authority of the state. And in the U.S., the authority, i.e. the power of a state, is derived from the people, where the sovereign authority resides. And all these powers are enumerated in a constitution. If it is not enumerated, it has no power. And this goes back to the founding of these United States. So the answer to the question in less than, I don't know, how many, eight minutes? Your right to protest is an unequivocal right for you to perform under the confines of the city and the laws and all the municipalities. You might have to pay for a permit you may only have to have so many people who can actually gather in this protest. There are rules and regulations. There's ordinance and noise complaints that can be passed out after a certain time. You may not be able to go ahead and group and gather during the hours of 5 and 7 in the morning because of traffic or 5 and 7 at night. All of these little rules, you're responsible to ensure that you're following them. So to answer the question, can you protest anywhere you want? No. And can you infringe on my right to privacy? That is the interesting qualifying part of the question. If your rights infringe upon my rights, then there is an absolute problem. And that is something that even Supreme Court justices in the highest law of the land get to take advantage of. The answer is no, you cannot protest. But nobody's going to stop it because we trample the Constitution all the time. And that's the way it works. Folks, thanks so much for watching Breaking Truth. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please give it a like, share, and subscribe. Stop by don'tunfriendme.com. You can join us at 830 for our show. And you can also follow me at Don't Unfriend Me Show if you would like on all social networks. Thanks so much for joining. We will see you next time. Good night.